Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Peer Pursuit, a place to encourage people to purely pursue the presence of God through honest conversation. I'm your host, Sally, and today I have something so crazy, just something that I experienced and I really felt like I was supposed to share it and share like the revelation that I got and just really the power of the Lord and and yeah, just everything that I learned from this moment was so crazy. So I'm going to waste no time. I'm just going to get right into it because it was literally so insane. But last week on Thursday, I think it was, um, I was leaving work and guys, the craziest thing happened. And I hope that you hear my heart in sharing this story. It, this isn't about, this is so not about me. It's so about the Lord and about how good he is and um, just how merciful he is. That is the biggest thing that I took away from this moment and from this situation. It's like, Lord, you are so merciful and you love us so much and you have a plan and we need to get it together because you want to use this and it just is crazy. But basically I was leaving work on a Thursday it was late at night because I was closing. And when I was pulling out of work, I'm not even going to lie, like, uh, you know, tell the truth, shame the devil. I was on my phone trying to get a trying to get a song to cue. And as I look up, I was pulling out of my work uh, driveway. As I look up, I see like this car in front of me is like swerving, you know, instantly. It's like, We've, we've all seen like cars swerve and we know, okay, let's keep our distance. Let's keep pushing. But this was different. Like I saw them swerving and I felt like the Holy Spirit just come into my car. And I could feel like the Lord was like, literally the Holy Spirit was like, stay back. Like something's about to happen. And usually I've had moments where someone swerves in front of me or it's crazy. And I could feel like, okay, stay back, like be wise, you know, just keep your eye out. But what I felt in this moment wasn't just like, keep your eye out. It was like, pray like intercede like I could feel the presence of God immediately like going before me in that moment and so I see this car they pull out they're driving crazy I'm feeling this in my spirit and I'm like okay I need to keep my distance and I need to be like alert I need to watch and I don't know we're, we're at this stoplight and I don't know how else to describe it but it was like my spirit was like interceding and like my my physical couldn't catch up it was like I knew I was like praying and I knew I just knew that the Lord was in this situation and I could feel that it wasn't gonna go good but that the Lord was gonna show up and take care of it like I and this is all happening so fast but I I don't know how else to explain it it's just like I knew the Lord was there and I knew the Lord was going before me like I knew it and uh so this car they're in front of me and I'm I'm like keeping my distance Well, they go to a red light and they pass the red light. They're trying to make a left. They pass the red light and they're chilling in the middle of the intersection. I was still at like the crosswalk area, like staying in my staying where I needed to be because it was a red light. And so the cars that are going on the opposite end because it's green, they're kind of like swerving around them and praise God that it was it was late at night. So it was not busy. There wasn't like a ton of cars, but they kind of start swerving around her and then we get a green arrow and as soon as that green arrow hits i mean she just whips this mino left and boom she hits the street light i'm talking bad and i'm watching this happen i mean her car hits it flips literally there's like oil everywhere the back of her car starts to smoke and i'm like oh my gosh i just 
whip a quick left. I put my car in park. I get out and I run and instantly like it was like I knew like Lord you're going before me you're going before me like you're like I just knew it you know from the beginning like it's not like I was believing the worst to happen but I just felt like I knew the Lord was in it you know and uh, not that he orchestrated it not that he made that happen I'm saying that I felt like the Lord wanted to use me in that moment um, because he wanted to save that girl you know and so anyways I get out of the car and I see her and I I, I start opening my door or sorry, I open her door and yo, I see her and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. And I'm like, this is insane. And then two other people, two or three other people roll up. It was like a couple and this uh, other older lady. And yo, side note, it's crazy. And this, again, this is not about me. This is all about the Lord. And this is about you. If you're listening, like when you have the Holy Spirit in you, you are a leader. People will look to you for answers because you have something in you that's different. I mean, you, we're supposed to be confident in in knowing like who God is and the power that he carries and in Jesus. And, and so like people will look to you for answers you know but what's so awesome is that the weight of the pressure of feeling like you have to know it all comes off of you because we find our answer in christ you know so it's like they're looking to us but we're just like lord you gotta lead this like you gotta show me what to do and so they're like what do we do and immediately i'm just like i remember i i feel like the lord took me back it's so crazy like i'm telling you this was probably like 15 minutes but it felt like whenever i had to think about like an answer or think about what to do next it felt like i had like 30 years to process that moment but this was happening so fast but instantly i was reminded of my sophomore year i was in a sports medicine class and i was reminded of whenever you find yourself in an emergency to immediately get someone to call 911 and like take control you know so I was like, you, call 911. I was like, you, you. I'm like, we need to get her out. And then the other two people that were there, and I, I said, we need to get her out. They were like, I don't think we should. Because typically, you're not supposed to do that. Like, you're not. But I'm, I'm going to get to the end of the story, how I know the Holy Spirit led me. It's going to be so crazy. But typically, you're not supposed to get the person out. That's like the thing that they say, because you can cause more injury, whatever. It's just smart. And then if the cops roll up, they need to see who's in the driver's seat. Like, you're just not supposed to and I guess they knew that I had no idea I was just doing what I felt the Lord was telling me to do so I was like nah I'm like we got to get her out of this car and I was like look at all of this oil on the back of her car is smoking like God forbid it catches on fire like we need to get this lady out so I said can you crawl into the passenger seat and um, undo her her seatbelt and then I and then the guy that was on the driver's side I was like and then you kind of just like maneuver her out and they were like, okay. And so they unclick her seatbelt. She kind of falls a little bit hard because the car is upside down. And so she falls. But praise God, uh, the guy was able to like get her, like grab her and like kind of like finesse her out of that car. And so then um, I, when she kind of stands up, like uh, we help her take a seat down. And yo, oh my goodness, I felt like I was I felt like the Lord gave me this compassion for her. I mean, I don't know her and the Lord will do that. Like you feel the father's heart for his sons and his daughter, like his children, you know? And I just felt like the compassion of the Lord for her. And I was just like, lady, what are you doing? You know, I was like, look at your car. If you don't know that God loves you, like, look, look, you should be dead. You know, like he has a plan for you. And I was just like, 
I was just saying that because I'm like, man, I need to at least mention the father, like, lady, this is his mercy, you know? And I didn't say that, but I'm like, God has a plan for you and he loves you because you should not be walking out of this car. Guys, she had a little scratch on her arm. That's it. That's it. A little scratch on her arm. That is literally it. And I was like, oh my gosh, Lord, like that was it. You love her so much. You love her so much. And this is your mercy. And uh, I was just like, I was so overwhelmed with emotions. Well, then the cops finally uh, they pull up and they pull like all the witnesses aside and they start getting like our name and our phone number. And afterwards, like we're kind of like debriefing the moment, like all the people that helped out. And one of them starts to say like, hey, um, I knew we shouldn't have taken her out. Like because the cops start saying like, hey, someone might call you just in case to testify of what you saw since when we showed when we pulled up, she wasn't in the driver's seat. And so then that started making them be like, I knew we shouldn't have taken her out. Like we should have kept her in there. Like that's usually what you're supposed to do. And immediately, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. The enemy will use anything to make you feel so ashamed, nasty, embarrassed, guilty. I literally, they're talking and I just am filled with so much shame and guilt. And I'm like, I messed up. I'm the one that told them because they said, they were like, I was going to keep her in there, but I heard someone say like, we need to get her out. Like they were talking about me. And I was like, okay, you can say it to my face then. No, I'm just kidding. But I was like, I just immediately started filled, being filled with shame and I was like oh my gosh like this is crazy like what what am I doing and then a cop starts overhearing our conversation and he's like actually he's like the state of Texas is one of the only states where if you help out like you're covered and actually you can get in more trouble if you don't do something about the situation and you're just and you're watching and when he said that I was like wow Holy Spirit, you were leading me that whole time. You were leading me that whole time because how am I supposed to know that? I don't know none of that. I don't know none of that. (laughs) Literally, I'm not even from Texas. I'm from Arizona. Like, what are the chances that, you know, that was the decision that I decided to make? And then this is the one state where that's cool. Like, it was the Lord. It wasn't me. I don't know any of that stuff. Literally, I I love the Lord because he will put you in situations where no man can take the glory. I can literally not take one ounce of that. I don't know any of this stuff. I don't know that facts. It was literally the Lord guiding me and leading me. And when he said that, I was like, wow, God, you are so good. You truly go before us. Like you're amazing, Lord. And when he said that, I was like, whoa. And so then like we finish, we leave and I'm in the car and I just feel like, oh my gosh, like I, I can't shake this. Like I am going to definitely have to process with someone and I'm definitely going to have to bring it to the Lord. And so I hit up one of my friends, which I'm so grateful for, for just the Lord putting people in my life that, um, just, he's just so kind, you know, that, that are just loving with me and walking with me. And, and it was awesome. And I hit up one of my friends and, um, uh, her husband is getting ready to be a cop. And so they kind of just walked me through the practical things, but also prayed with me and um, helped me process because it is pretty intense. Like, yeah, the lady came out fine, praise God, and everything was cool. But like seeing that happen, it was crazy, guys. It was so crazy. And honestly, it made me have a whole nother level of respect for like law enforcement and uh, people in the medical field. Like they see this stuff every single day, you know? 
And so I'm processing all this stuff out loud and um, they were just so awesome, so helpful, practically speaking, making me realize like I'm good, you did the right thing, but then spiritually praying with me, processing, it was really awesome, but then they encouraged me like you need to go spend some time with the Lord and, and process. And so I'm like, yeah, I know, like I need to. And so I finally get home and I just lay on my face before the Lord and I'm like praying for this woman and I'm like, Lord, if there's anything she remembers, let her remember me saying like, God loves you. Like, let her remember that portion, you know, like when she wakes up the next morning, don't let her feel guilt. Don't let her feel shame. Don't let her feel embarrassment. Let her just remember that you saved her and that you had mercy on her. And that's when that revelation began. Oh my gosh, Lord, that was your mercy. That was your mercy. I think I know that the Lord has mercy on my life clearly i mean he has had mercy on my life but i think seeing that it was like oh my gosh i feel like i went to a whole nother level it's like lord that is your mercy our 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 actions cause certain consequences and like that action of deciding to get in the car when she was drunk should have caused death but the lord is so merciful and and wasn't done with her yet and and desires her to know the father and to have relationship with the father that he was like no not today and his mercy came and fell and i was like oh my gosh this is insane lord like guys there are people every day walking these streets that don't know the lord like that truly they really are on their way to hell and i have we hear this all the time we have the solution in our pocket like we we love the lord we're believers i have the answer in my pocket and i'm just watching them in pain i'm like lord don't ever let me do that again like or don't ever let me do that period like I don't want to walk into a room, the Lord highlights someone for me to maybe go tell them that he loves them or give them a word or whatever. And then I just look there like, nah, that ain't it. When that word or that, that act of obedience has the potential to shift something completely forever in someone's life. And I think sometimes we don't realize the weight of it. Like we think, nah, the Lord, if like someone else will do it or it's fine, or this really isn't going to do anything. But if we truly believed like what the word says, one word can truly change the whole trajectory of someone's life when the Lord is leading because it's not us. It's him preparing the way, but he just needs someone to respond. And I'm like, man, Lord, you are looking for people to respond. You are looking for people to step up. You are looking for people that are really willing to say, here, my Lord, send me. And not just in a cool song, not just in a moment, a nice prayer meeting, although that's awesome. But really, would it be something that lives deep in your heart every single day? Lord, use me. I don't want to just watch these stories happen. I don't want to watch just these testimonies unfold before my eyes or these miracles rather. I want to be used. I want to partner with you. And even what we're learning in school right now and in class is just the power of the gospel. I mean, we had this incredible chapel with one of our Uh, with our director where he just talked about the power of the gospel and if we actually truly believed in and asked the lord to like increase our faith in knowing that i mean the bible talks about that we will do what jesus did like we have the ability to see what jesus saw when he was on earth and that means miracles like signs wonders we can see that stuff like we have the authority and jesus has given us the authority the lord's giving us the authority so why don't we see that stuff like that should be not normal in the sense of we get used to it but normal in the sense of this is the 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 standard in the kingdom like we have the authority the lord trusts us 
let's go heal the sick, save the lost, like literally operating in that level of authority. Like, God, you go before me. You've given me authority. So be healed in Jesus name. That's another thing. I wasn't confident, like praying for the sick. I wasn't confident in believing that the Lord could heal them. Like I believed it, but it's like, I felt like I had to finesse this like whole long prayer. Like, and God, you love them so much. I, I'm guilty of being that person. I'm like, Lord, and they're your daughter and they're your son and you love them. And I thank you for the plan and I thank you for the purpose. And next, I'm not even praying for healing no more. It's like, I'm saying all of these other things because I felt like the prayer had to be so long and eloquent and magical for the Lord to come and now heal their sons and daughters. But the Bible says, like, by your stripes, you are healed. So if I truly believe that, then I should be able to lay my hands on the sick and say, in Jesus name, you are healed and that's it because that shows a confidence in scripture in his word his word says we can be healed so you be healed in jesus name and that like mindset that that has been like a game changer in my life because i truly want to be that way i don't want to have to like finesse my own words in there and make it this awesome long thing no like i believe that there is power in the word of god and if i truly believe that i should just be able to repeat the word of god and know that that carries enough weight, all of the weight, to make the shifting, to change the atmosphere, to heal the sick. Like, I want to truly believe that and I want to live my life that way. You know, I don't know how I got here. But anyways, I was just like back to the praying and and all of that. I had that revelation of the Lord's mercy and I was just like in my room and I felt like the Lord just started taking me through moments where he had mercy in my life in my family's life. And I just began to weep and thank him. God, thank you. Thank you so much. I shouldn't be here. Like, I, like I'm 23. I'm healthy. I'm going to this incredible school. I'm in this new season of my life in Texas. I have amazing friends. I have a family that loves me, that loves you, Lord. Like, oh my God, you're so good. You're so good. And I'm so sorry for the times where I've taken that uh, for granted and even right now, I could just get so emotional because sometimes I feel like I just live my life like just so mundane, you know, like there are literally people dying who don't know Jesus. And sometimes I feel like I'm guilty of feeling like I don't need to say anything because like at least I know the Lord. Like maybe it's not truly how I talk or I would never say that, but it's that's what my my life is reflecting that. And I don't want it to just be enough for me to go in. I want everyone I love, people I don't know, everyone to encounter the Lord and to live what I'm living now and what I get to experience, freedom. Like I think about when I have moments of anxiety, when I have moments of feeling depressed, when I feel sad, when I feel angry, I know who to run to. And I know the answer. I need to pray. I need to lay it down. I need to trust the Lord, ask him to shake this thing off of me. What do people do when they don't know the Lord? They start finding answers and everything else and it just causes more pain and more damage. And I'm like, man, Lord, don't don't let me look at hurting people and not share with them the answer or what you've done. And and honestly, Lord, help me to be more bold. That's another thing I've really been like believing for is like, I don't want to care what people have to say. I don't want to care what people think. And I know it's way easier said than done, but I truly want to live my life that way. I really want to be bold for the Lord. At the end of the day, like, you know, we sing this song at our church that wrecks me every time. But it was like, it, it, we'll just say, I was made for this. 
And when I when we when I first heard that, oh my gosh, that is literally what we were created to do, to worship our king, to worship our father. I was made for this. But so many times we're out here looking for um the 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 big moment, the big I I did it, the big hilltop type moment. But that's not what it's about. Like it's about pursuing the Lord. I mean, I mean, that's what I felt like this, even the name of this podcast, Pure Pursuit, who will ascend the hill of the Lord, those with clean hands and a pure heart. The whole journey in saying yes to the Lord is about constantly asking, Lord, is my heart pure before you? Are my hands clean? Lord, what is it that you desire? How do I please you? Where do I go next? Like, that's always what it was intended for. Not, not serving and laying like bowing down to the dream it's always been about seeking the lord but because we serve such a good god he still gives us the desires that we want but i feel like there needs to be a shift like we've almost elevated the dream and the purpose above the lord and i'm i'm guilty of that i've definitely have done that where i've idolized this dream that the lord has given me rather than simply knowing lord dream or no dream you are worthy of all of my praise because this is what i was made to do so man, I j- it just took me down this like, oh God, you're so good. You're so merciful. Like I just wanted to shout it from the rooftops. And uh, the next day, man, like I was, I woke up and I was still a little bit shaky, but it was like, oh my gosh. Like I just felt like this new fire came under me. There was another question that I had asked the Lord. I said, Lord, why was I there? Why did you have me see that? Why was I there? And immediately I felt like the Lord brought me back to this chapel uh, the same one, the the power of the gospel that one of our directors taught. And he brought me back to this moment where our director had said, if we are carriers of the light, Jesus is the light. We are carriers of the light because he lives inside of us. When you think of a, a room, when you turn a light switch on, there's no dark, right? There's no darkness. All darkness has to go because the light is on. So if we are carriers of the light, That means everywhere we go, everywhere we step, darkness has to leave because we're the light. It's essentially we're that 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 uh, light switch. Wherever we go, the darkness has to leave. And I felt in that moment, the Lord showed me in that moment, the enemy had a plan. The enemy is here to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's not a little cute little thing to keep you. I mean, he he wants death. He is here to kill, steal, and destroy. And it's for real. Like the enemy wanted to take that girl out. He wanted he wanted to take her out. And I felt like the Lord showed me, I positioned you behind her. And because you carried the light, darkness had to leave in that moment. Meaning not only the Lord went before me, the Lord, like wherever he calls us to go, he's already there. He is already there. So in that situation, in that car crash, the Lord was already there. But as a carrier of the light, he wanted me to be behind her. And be the carrier of the light so that the darkness that was intended to take her out had to be kicked out in the name of Jesus. And when he brought me that revelation, I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord. And again, that is not about me. It could have been anybody who loves the Lord that was behind that lady. It's just the point that as carriers of the light, darkness has to go. So why is it that we are afraid 
to go into the dark places and i'm talking to myself right now like why do we get so caught up in these things when it's like if i am the carrier of the light darkness has to go and i need to be confident in that and when i when i begin to be confident in that and realize the authority that i have because of jesus and because of what he did on that cross and because of the power of the holy spirit i mean everything should shift we should be people that shift atmospheres everywhere we go we don't go and start looking like culture we don't go and start looking like the world and think that is how we're going to win over a generation that's how we're going to win over a people group that's how we're going to get the 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 law saved that's not we, we that doesn't happen by looking like them we shift atmospheres by carrying the light and being different we can't look like the world and change the world we have to reflect the kingdom of god and in that culture will begin to shift like different areas will begin to shift and so just this revelation that this whole story brought me or this whole encounter brought me, I'm just like, wow, God, you're so good. And uh, thank you for letting me experience that. And thank you for having mercy on that lady. Every time I drive by that spot, um, I just feel like to intercede and, and to bring her before the Lord and ask that he would continue to encounter her and remind her of that moment and that he saved her and that he loves her and that he has a plan for her. And yeah, <laughs> it was just crazy. I don't even know how to end this thing let's see lord how do i end this <laughs> i feel like if and if there's one thing that um i could encourage you with whoever's listening is the lord has gone before you and let's be bold let's let's be bold and let's not be afraid to share the gospel and to i don't know just walk in authority really the authority that comes from the lord you know that we would just be ones that are bold and that we would truly have a heart to see those that are suffering and those that are lost and those that are hurting come to know the Father, you know, and, and let's contend for signs and wonders and miracles, you know, like I want to see those things and um, I want the Lord to use me in those things. I said it before, but God, I don't want to just watch those things, although I do, but I want to be used by you. I want to be a vessel. I want to be a, an empty vessel before you that is ready to be used. But also I know that that means consistently obeying whenever I hear the Lord. You know, I can't just hear the word. I don't want to just be a hearer of the word. I want to be a doer of the word. So that means every time I feel like the Lord is speaking, every time like I feel like the Lord is nudging me, being faster and faster and faster in obeying him. And that's definitely still a challenge. I'm still definitely working on that. And I think that I will always be growing in that and working in that. Um, but I really just desire to show Jesus everywhere I go. I don't want to just have to say it like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I want my life to be so counter culture that people see something different and I can simply only point them to Jesus because when I live my life in the way, no one can take glory, not even me. Um, because when the impossible takes place, it ain't nothing I did. It's only everything God did. And when we live our life in that way, we live it in a way where no man can take glory, but only God. So Lord, would you be the one that takes the glory um, in this story and the things that I've said? Father, you take all of the glory. You receive all of the glory. It's all for you, God. And I just pray that uh, whoever's listening would just feel encouraged to be bold and to go after it and to uh, pursue the presence of God even harder. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Peer Pursuit. Peace.